You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. gonna fucking record this we don't know what we're talking about but we're figuring it out as we go well and just so everyone sort of knows um you know danny and i we we saw each other at christmas but we hadn't really seen each other all that much you've seen, been seeing each other like once every couple of months probably and we've been doing these recordings um a little bit more regularly so not like super sporadically but the problem that we were just talking about before we got on the air was the fact that i feel like these last two years we, and I, when I say we, I mean you, I, but I feel like collectively yeah. we just haven't done much. So when it comes time to have ideas for the podcast, oftentimes we pull from like personal experience, like, Hey, what happened? You know, has anything happened to you recently? Have you talked to anybody? Have you, you know, been out and about, did you go into any events, whatever? And there just hasn't been all that much, what I call inspiration content at all. Yeah. Like they're just, you know, like I was like, I don't have any ideas. There's just not a lot sort of happening. And that's why I think our last several episodes have been about social media. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's the only place anything's happening. Well, it's so true with lockdowns and then just kind of the new normal is just stay in, I feel like. And there's not a lot going on because we used to be able to just come up with episodes because something would happen. It's like uh, we were talking about this before um, of episodes and Jill said mansplaining and I go, oh, did something happen? And she's like, no, <laughs> and it was like, not really. like, no, nothing happens. I don't go anywhere. And I was like, my dad the other day, this is Danny J by the way. Um, my dad, he wanted me to go to the bank and transfer some money. And, um, I had just been putting it off and putting it off. Cause I'm thinking I'll run some errands another day, but I just kept never leaving the house. So he texts me. He's like, is there a reason you haven't transferred the money? I'm like, because I literally haven't left my house in like nine days. <laughs> so there's not like a reason. I just have no reason to go just to go to the bank. Like if I'm going to do an activity outside the house, I have to batch it with like, I don't know, other errands. Otherwise I'm not fucking leaving just to go to make one errand. And then you it was know, like, was it was going to be Sunday. And I'm like, you can't go to the bank on Sunday. So no. Yeah. And you and I were kind of talking about these last couple of years where it's like things, so many, so many things have changed for people's daily life. Like a lot of people are working from home now. A lot of people are, you know, dealing with just a lot of stress around the pandemic. And, you know, right now I have a lot of girls who are coming in for a live event later this month. And a lot of them are like in Canada and they're having to like maybe cancel their flights and just mm. we're seeing like, and so I think it's this collective stress that feels as though it 
even though it's not like this acute stress, right? It's not like, oh, the pandemic just started yesterday. It's like this prolonged low level of sort of chronic anxiety and stress because of the pandemic and the news and, you know, just people getting sick and, you know, just all this kind of stuff to the point where trying to do anything big or new sort of feels exhausting. Like the yeah. idea, I remember in the, in the beginning of the pandemic, it was like, oh, everyone's going to, everyone's making like banana breads and everyone was like starting new hobbies. And like, that was the idea. Now the idea of like starting a hobby to me, like my work is my hobby. You know, the yeah. idea that I'm going to go and do something else on top of that for a lot of us, the only thing that we can do at the end of the day is like fucking watch television, which is okay. certainly not, you know, sparking any fucking ideas. No, it's so true. And in fact, it's so funny because before the pandemic and you know this, so you like you and I have hardly watched any TV like my entire life. I've watched more TV in the last two years than I have in my entire life combined just because there's been nothing else to do. I've done like you work so much. You're like, okay, I've already worked 20 hours today. Now what do I do? Or I've already done all the activities I feel like I can do. I'm running out of things. And then to your point too, about trying to even make plans. So I actually had a Ted talk that I got told I was accepted in October of 2020. They pushed it to January and then they pushed it again to June, 2021. And then there was this waiting period of, oh, we're not sure if it's going to open. So then they pushed it again to January, 2022. So this is almost uh, a year and a half later. And finally I was, I've been doing rehearsals and talking with my coach. And this was in England. The Ted talk is a TEDx talk is in England. And finally the beginning of December, we still weren't sure because the new variants were happening and there's been so many changes. I just had to make a decision to pull the plug because I said, I don't feel confident to book a flight now and be certain that I can still go in six to eight weeks from now. And so I don't want to work on an entire talk and then realize that two weeks before I just can't even go to England after I've done all of the work for it and prepped and spent all the money. So it was a really hard decision to make, but to your point of your, your people traveling from Canada or not, or just traveling at all, it's like hard to even make plans. I was, I've been looking at my calendar, um, my boyfriend and I have been kind of just trying to look over the whole year and we have a couple projects we're working on with different people. And so we're looking at dates and it, it, I feel like I should still be able to plan things out and go to events, but some of them are still kind of like, uh, well, fingers crossed that can happen. And definitely international travel is, I feel like is kind of off the table still. Like I've been wanting to go on some trips out of the country for a while, but I still don't feel confident that it will happen. So I'm not even making plans for it. And so there is that just like, okay, what's there to look forward to? Uh, I don't have any hobbies. I was actually wanting to do like some dance classes, but then the classes would get canceled. So there's just so many things where I'm just like, I am not even making plans. I'm so bored. I'm just existing. And <laughs> I've watched three seasons of shows that I never even knew existed before. And these mm -hmm. seasons, not, not even if they're seasons, like eight seasons of a, you know, show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like just this, this like very low level of anxiety is even keeping people from focusing on certain things, right? It's almost yeah. like the only thing you can do is check out and watch TV. Like I've downloaded some books and like, I, I do like to listen to audiobooks on walk sometimes, but oftentimes the audiobooks are like business books or personal development books. And sometimes I just can't even focus on what they're saying because mm. I just came off like six coaching calls from clients, which are great, but I like, I'm fully present with them. So like the last thing I want to do is listen to like a business book. I just talk to a business all day long. So I find myself like I'm listening to music or I'm like literally not listening to anything on these walks, you know, and I'm having a hard time 
focusing on it. And I, I think it is this feeling of feeling distracted, but also mm-hmm. like not doing anything. I also will, will say that you and I, 2016, 2017, even into 2018, we did a lot those years. Like we were traveling constantly. We were going out like literally every single weekend, there was like something planned, like even if we just stayed local. And I feel like because we were sort of out and about, there was a lot more to talk about. And I don't know if it even has anything to do with dating versus being single or whatever, yeah. probably just because I, <laughs> when we were dating, we were talking to like, I don't know, five, 10 guys at one time. So there was always like just weird sort of content. things happening. Yeah. It was a lot of content. <laughs> and I kind of, so the reason why we decided to talk to this before we even turned the mic on, I kind of said to Danny, I feel like I'm getting stupider, like a little bit, you know, like, I feel like I'm sort of getting dumber only because I'm not, I'm not seeing you all the time. We're not having, um, you know, like the conversations that not that we used to have, but I, you know, I feel like I'm not, I don't know. It's just, I'm not surrounded by people who want to have deep discussions all the time. And even if I could have the bandwidth, I'm tired, you know, too, sometimes to just be like, actually, I can't go there. Like I'm not. I'm having a a little bit of a hard time there too. I hate that. I like that you're saying this. It's not that I like it, but I just feel validated because I just feel (laughs) the same. It's like even listening to books, you know, there's so many things that I would love to listen to, but I'm just like, so exhausted. I'm like, my brain just can't, I don't like, I can't do it right now. I don't want to get really good, but it's like, not, it's not being absorbed at all. Yes. And it's just like this. And, and the interesting thing is it's like, we have all this time. And I feel like maybe it's this, maybe it's a pressure an internal pressure or something of feeling like I should be doing something, but I'm not. Um, and that at the same time, I don't want to do anything because I feel overwhelmed by not doing the, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck is That's it? why I'm like, this is just a collective sort of exhaustion. Yes. I feel like that is sort of permeating everything to where I think it's possible to show up. Like I'm definitely still like present with like when I have to be present, whether it's, you know, recording with you or or client calls or webinars, whatever. And that's just something in me. Like, Hey, I'm always going to show up fully for all my sort of appointments. But the second I'm off the clock, I'm just like, I I don't know. Like I'm literally like, I go to bed at like seven 30. Like I'm literally nothing else to do today. (laughs) I've done everything. There's nothing else to do, actually. I've I've scanned the entire internet. I've watched all the. I'm so sick of my phone. Like I'm literally, and I said, yeah, <laughs> like last week. I was like, sometimes I just get sick of my phone. Like I've already looked at it way too much today. I'm just totally. Done. And then, but then you look at it again. <laughs> I know it's like such a habit. It's like a twitch. It's a weird. Well, you're off uh, Instagram. Should we talk about that? <laughs> Yeah. So you don't have to, but speaking of that, I deleted all, I disabled my Instagram account. Like I think January 1st, maybe, I don't know. It's been about a week and, um, I've never done this in however many years, 2005, I think I started social media. So decades plus, I don't know how many years that is 13. I can't do math 15. I don't know. I can't do math. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, 17, is that 17 years? 16 years. Well, like 17 is shit. Is it 2022? Yes. Okay. So 17 years of social media. That's already fucking ridiculous, but 17 years of social media. I've never deleted an account never, or like disabled an account. I've always stayed on, or even if I just didn't like want to post, I just left my account up. But this time, I don't know why this time was different. (laughs) I was in a mood. (laughs) So Uh, I think I was having a conversation with Jeff about this is how it came about. It was a conversation about coaching. And actually this is a good point to this whole conversation. So I was thinking about enrolling in a coaching program. Uh, it's like a coaching certification. 
And he goes, well, do you even want to be coaching? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> the whole reason I think I even wanted to enroll was my friend was doing it. And I was like, you know, maybe there's something I could learn or I don't know. It just sounded like something to fucking do, I guess something different. Like I felt like there's just been so many things I've been doing the same and maybe there's something else out there. And anyway, long story short, I had gotten robbed back when I applied to it. I, I applied and then I got robbed like a week later. So I kind of forgot all about it because the you mean this program didn't rob you? Like you didn't no, get ripped no, off? No, no, you no, actually no. like got physically robbed in I, Mexico. Yes, I got robbed in Mexico. So all my devices were stolen. My computer was stolen. My podcast, my my equipment, and my phone. So all of that happened, and so I kind of forgot that I had applied to this coaching program. So I started getting emails about it again because they're doing enrollment. And so I mentioned it to Jeff because he actually, I didn't even mention, he asked me, he just goes, Hey, do you want to do some kind of coaching this year? And I go, Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, I applied for this. I never really signed up. It was kind of like, let's see if I, you know, let's just see some more information. So anyway, he asked me a very, uh, non-emotional question or actually didn't even ask just like, Hey, is that what you want to be doing? And I said, Oh, I don't know. I don't. And he goes, well, then why would you pay money to do this program? If you're not really going to be coaching. <laughs> That's like, it seems like a like, good very, question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. And of course I went off the rails on that <laughs> as one does. I should have checked my calendar to see if my period was coming up. I don't know. Um, but I just went down this rabbit hole in my head of, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like I do get coaching clients. every, So I never really, I never advertise coaching, but I always end up having clients so usually it's word of mouth and my coaching clients tends to be one of two things. It's either life coaching type of stuff or it's business, social media type of stuff. And more so towards the life coaching stuff or, or people will come to me for business coaching, but then it's like deeper and we go into like deeper things. And so that's one of the reasons this coaching program I thought was interesting because it talks a lot about trauma and, and working through some of that. So I thought maybe I could level up my skills, but I wasn't sure if I really wanted to actually do that. I like that the fact that I just have people come when they come and I'm not like launching anything and launching any kind of coaching. So anyway, that whole topic came to, you know, how am I making money? And if I'm not doing it for coaching and if I'm not using my brand to promote coaching, then what is it for? And so then my mind went into like, well, what am I even posting for? What do I even have social media for? And maybe I will just shut it all down and just, we have some other businesses. Maybe I'll just focus all my time and energy on those things and stop wasting my time on social. So I got really emotional about it and I just del deleted my account. And, um, what's so interesting is back to how often you check your damn phone. I can't tell you how many times I still open Instagram and it wasn't there. And I was like, fuck. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then about four hours later, I finally went downstairs, got mad at Jeff for, for shutting down quote, like, why did you stop talking to me? He goes, you're the one who went upstairs for four hours. And I was like, okay, anyway. <laughs> We had a long talk and he talked me out of my, you know, feeling sorry for myself, but then due to principle, I couldn't just get back on after four hours. So I had to stay off for at least a couple of days. And then the last couple of days, I was actually going to come back a few days ago, but it's been kind of nice not having it. So now I'm just like, let's just stay off until I have something actually to say. And that's where I'm at. But it is, there's a couple of things I've noticed one, how often I do check it, but it's gotten easier now that it's been about eight or nine days and two, just how it has let me focus on other things when I'm not trying to think in the back of my mind. And I think that's something that's always running is 
what do I need to post about and talk about, especially when I don't feel like I have anything to post about or talk about. And so that like weighing on me to do, it's like this nagging to-do list. And then every single day at the end of the day, if I didn't post, I'm feeling like, well, fuck, I didn't put anything up today. Now I'm just like, well, I didn't need to put it. It's not even a conversation I'm having in my brain anymore. So it's been an interesting experiment. Yeah. I was going to say, what have you noticed about that? Like taking a social media break, has it been like beneficial? Do you feel like you have more things to say now? Do you feel like you had space? Do you feel like it, do you feel like it's sort of been a burden taken off your plate? Yeah. It has been a little bit of a burden taken off my plate. I think the difference. Do you feel like FOMO? I mean, I know you're on the best life and I know you're on Beasley's account, but like, do you feel like, like a, I don't know. Do you feel like you're missing something? Do you feel like you're like, we have these conversations about you and I, especially having been doing as long as we've been doing this and, you know, being 40 years old and whatever, this idea of relevancy, you know, I think Mm -hmm. that would be the thing that I would struggle with the most is this idea that like, if I'm not posting, if I'm not showing up, then somehow I'm losing relevancy by the second. You know, what makes me feel better is I feel like if I was, uh, if my account was enabled and I wasn't posting, I would feel more like I was falling behind quote, but because it's completely gone, somehow there's been a switch in my brain that it's like, I can't be irrelevant if I'm not there. (laughs) (laughs) So there's something there's been, it's definitely a mental switch between completely disabling the account. So if you try to tag me right now, you can't, I'm not even there. Like it's believe me. I was the first one to notice because I woke up the next morning and immediately try to send you memes before like 6am and it wasn't there. And I was like, and I, and then I was thinking that it got shut down some, for yeah. some reason. And then I was nervous. Cause I'm like, that's all we fucking need is one more thing to happen. Someone but else. You, uh, yeah. But you told me that you, and I immediately texted you and you, and you told me it was voluntary. Yeah. One of my friends immediately thought I was d- got deleted because I did something. And then another friend thought I blocked her, which was also funny. But no, I didn't block you. <laughs> I didn't block anyone. And I also didn't get, I, I gave myself a timeout. It has been interesting though. The So if I had just taken off and like just decided in my brain, I'm just not going to post for a week or a month, but left it up. So for some reason, it's just still hanging and looming there. So I felt it feels different just taking it all off and just taking it away. And so I feel like I could, and maybe, maybe the algorithm won't ding me if I come back instead of just being quiet for weeks. I have no idea. We'll see. Maybe I'll just start a whole new fucking account. Who knows? You know, that is actually a thing right now. A lot of people are doing a lot of people and I've never, I'm not doing it. My engagement's still like pretty good, but a lot of um, people who have larger accounts are now. So uh, my friend, Jess Glazer, she had like 22,000 followers. She started a whole new account um, and she was, and it was, I wouldn't say it's risky. I mean, definitely not, but it's something she needed to do for her, but she was felt like her engagement was like, had like tanked in the last six months. And that's honestly how she does most of her business. So she does most of it on social, you know, most of my sales come from email marketing, but, um, she felt like most of her, she's like, literally my stories are what get me clients. And so she felt like her story views were like, like tanking. And so she restarted her account. Um, and she also, I think wanted to have a new space for new, messages. Yeah. You know, so sometimes you can feel a little bit attached to the old version of you. And if you want to like do, you know, make over your brand, it might feel easier to just be like, you know what? I just have all new content. I have all new branding. I just want to be in a new space and allow for whoever resonates with the new stuff 
to come over. Yeah. And her thing was, she wanted to be a lot more, um, not like wanting to be polarizing as a gimmick, but I think she felt like there were some things that she really wanted to say. They'd be very honest, be very open to be very real. And I think she, for whatever reason, felt like she couldn't be that on her bigger account. So yeah, I mean, her engagement is way up and she's actually launching a program, I think on like how to increase your engagement. So it's interesting seeing people, who are starting over and having better engagement and just forgetting their old account that had, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of followers. That's interesting. I actually would love to talk to her because I have been considering it because my engagement is so down. It has been for like, well, my, my page hasn't really grown in about three years. And I've also noticed my story engagement has been down for a while. And so it does feel, and it's, you know, it it frustrates me sometimes too, because I'll look on the best life. And obviously we do a lot of memes and their shares, but we'll get more views on those stories than I got on my, and we have like 7,000 followers versus my 20 something thousand followers on my other page. So I'm just like, maybe you should just do memes on your main page. Yeah. I mean, it is a good strategy, you know, especially for someone like us that just likes to look at memes all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I think like mind pump sell, that's all he does pretty much. Yeah. And his, his account has grown so much because of it. I may just, I may just come back as a brand new page and a meme page. And I might call it dannyj.com still. I could just do a different name, swap it over, start with zero followers. I don't know. I'm actually, I am debating that. So that's interesting that Jess you should. Yeah. It. Talk to Jess. I think your new accounts, uh, shout out. I am Jess DeRose. DeRose. That's her married name. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Shout it's, out. it's definitely a consideration, but yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that's what happened. And you know, we all lose our mind sometimes. Maybe we don't. Jill you doesn't. Know, but <laughs> one, yeah, I don't. I mean, sometimes I do, but like, I always try to think about, you know, um, do you know Mary Shenouda, Paleo Chef? Uh-huh. Yeah. We're just shouting at everyone today. Anyway, I love Mary and uh, she's at Paleo Chef and she always says, and this is something that I just, you know, she said so many times and tweets it out and stuff. She says, uncertainty is the most, it's like uncertainty is the most richest source of possibility or something like that. And I just feel like there's been so much uncertainty these last two years that while it has felt draining and unpredictable and just the anxiety around it is super energetically draining, I do see a ton of people changing gears, which is fucking awesome. It's almost like it wouldn't be they would never have done it otherwise. You know, it kind of goes back to our last conversation about like, Hey, get your hopes up. Like it's actually okay to, to like make a change. It's like, and I think they show that in research, like the fastest way to sort of like change your life is to change your environment. I mean, you can't go into an office because you're at home or you can't, or you move somewhere else. You had to like, you know, people had to move home or they had to move, you know, had to downsize or whatever it does give you a kind of an excuse to like start over a little bit, you know, to be like, you know, this, this like really hard decision that I wanted to make, it's kind of made for me. And it feels almost like I have permission to now do it because things are so up in the air that it's not, and everyone's making so many changes. It's not feeling like so monumental or it's as monumental as it's felt in the past. I feel like it's, and so she says, yeah, I think it's just uncertainty is the richest source of opportunity is the quote. I love it. It's so true. It's so true. And actually even having this conversation, the thought of, and I had thought about this, uh, maybe about six, eight months ago after I did my Ted talk, um, kind of did this whole piece, uh, just like calling myself do over Danny and like starting over. And I thought, well, what if like I do this, follow me as I basically really start over through everything as I'm starting over, um, moving into a new place and starting over in a new relationship and starting over in a new city and like all of these things. And 
and then starting over with my business. Like what would I do? And I, I like to ask people, you know, especially entrepreneurs and, you know, people who are successful, if you had to start over, what would you do? You know, those kind of questions. And so like documenting me actually starting over. And so I had the idea of maybe doing an entire starting from scratch, like because, yeah, that would be so fun because we watch. see, you know, how we see so many successful people and they're like, if I was to start now, but you're like, what would you start now though? Right. Or, and my whole thing is like, shit, you have an opportunity to do that. You have, yeah. you know, like, it'd be actually really cool to see even just to like, to document your metrics, even like, you yeah. know, like what's my engagement, what are my, you know, percentages, uh, engagement percentages versus what they used to be like, yeah. that would be actually be really cool. And it even- gave you the opportunity to just rebrand. Even my email list, like everything, I was just like, I could dump it all, you know? And it, and the part of it is that's scary is going, but I feel like I worked so hard to get here. And like, I have 22,000, but the truth is, is my 22,000 on Instagram is like not grown. And the reality of the percentage of that is probably 1%. So maybe I'm really getting like, I don't know, a thousand people or something. So I had thought about this back six, eight months ago. And I thought I just would waver. I'm like, uh, but it feels like you get attached to those numbers and it feels good and you don't want to drop them. I'm like, well, just start from here. Cause you still like, you feel like you're quote ahead. Um, but now that I've deleted or disabled this account, it's given me more, um, not belief, but it's given me more confidence to go, fuck it. It's not a big deal. Like I'll just start over. What, what happened if I did have to actually start over with this? And it's also a piece going, do you believe in yourself enough? Everything you practice, what you preach. And if you're talking to beginners and you're telling them they could do it, would you do it? Would you actually start from scratch and be like, all right, I'm going to be there with you and do it with you. So it has been something I've been really, really toying with, um, because there is that piece of, Okay. So we also, maybe, I don't know if you saw this or I I don't think I've talked to you about it, but Grant Cardone was on undercover billionaire Mm -hmm. and there was three entrepreneurs. Grant Cardone was one of them. And they basically sent these entrepreneurs to someplace. They didn't know some random ass city in the United States. They gave them, I think a hundred dollars and a car. And that was it. They had to change their name. So they couldn't use their name. They couldn't use their contacts. They couldn't use any of their money. And the goal was within 90 days, they had to build a million dollar business. So basically they were like, if you think you are who you say you are and you can, cause people like Grant would say like, if I, I can start from scratch and build a million dollars. And it was a fascinating show to watch how they hustled and figured stuff out and how they got into a house or how they got into like how they started a business with no money, no capital, sleeping in a car, sleeping in a church. And I just thought what a cool, uh, experiment. And then it's cool, but it's also like if, it, if you really have to do that, it's hard. And it was emotional. They were getting emotional over it. It's like, and so I was sitting there with myself going, well, but then I can still use my email list to tell people I'm doing it. And then I'm like, but is that cheating? So, so I, but yeah, I've thought about it. It still might be a thing. I might, I might just start over from scratch and I will have an alias. You will know, I'll start a new brand. I'll be a new person. We do over Danny on Insta. Yeah. Did you grab that uh, handle? Probably I did should. not yeah, probably should. should. The problem that it, with it is I should get it anyway, but it looks like Duver Danny. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, Duver. <laughs> well, you could put your name, obviously do over Danny, but yeah, Duver it would Danny. be really cool actually to see that. And, and to your point, you know, when we talk to newbies to the online space, you know, you and I have been doing this 11 years, it's easy. And I think, you know, I do think this is some of the pushback we get and people say, well, it's easy for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you built this thing and you have these followers, you have these people, whatever. And it's like, yeah, would you walk your walk? You know, is it possible? 
selfishly, I would love to see you do it. Cause I want to know like what, where works for you, you know, yeah. like what's, you know, what are some of the best practices when you're starting from scratch? What does that look like? You know, everyone's talking about, yeah, if I was starting over or even with reels, you know, if you follow like Brock Johnson or something, he's all about the reels and he's like, he's like three reels a day. And I'm just like, I'd rather fucking kill myself than do three <laughs> fucking reels a day. But if I was starting from scratch, would I, you know, and if I right. didn't have all the clients that I have right now and I had the time to do it, I probably would. I'm thinking back on like, you know, I used to blog every single day. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, at the very least I would post every day. Like I would just be super consistent. I mean, I, I don't really look at my likes anymore anyway. Cause it's just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. I probably would just focus on being prolific as fuck. I would just be like building my body work as fast as possible. You know, Shantae talks about that posting every day for a thousand days. She goes, if I posted three times a week, it would take me eight years to get to a thousand posts, but I posted every single day. It took me three years, you know, versus like if someone posts three times. So it's like, yes, how fast can you build a body work? How fast can you build content that people can binge? Because we know that if they're inoculated with your stuff, right? If they're just like indoctrinated with your messages, they're going to, that's the fastest way to sort of skyrocket the trust process, right? It's like, Hey, they just need to see you a lot more. They just need, so what would that look like? So I would be selfishly interested in that. Mm, This is giving me a lot. This is, this is actually encouraging. And then you're also like, okay, but energy, but my second part is, and (laughs) my dog went viral on TikTok. So I think if I were to start over, I would just be a puppy and go on TikTok. (laughs) That's I know Danny messaged me last week and she goes, my dog already has more followers on TikTok than I have after 10 years on Instagram. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, dogs are easy though. You know what I'm saying? It's an easy double tap. It's an easy, you know, I think a lot of people just follow dogs. It's just easier. My, my next life, I'm going to just be a do- an Instagram dog influencer. That's it. That's the easiest life. Get snacks, get bitches, get money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. No dogs is the best life. I mean, sometimes Pip's face, I'm just literally like, she looks like she's having an existential crisis. She looks, she's so sad. I'm like, bitch, literally we drive you around in a bike in a basket and you live at the beach and like you watch a sunset from a basket on a bike, like on an e-bike, like what? (laughs) Pip has the most ideal dog life in the world. She literally has the easiest life. I know she looks sad all the time. People are like, is she okay? She looks so sad. I'm like, it's just her face. (laughs) It's just her face. Unfortunately. Oh my God. Well, Well, I don't know, man, maybe the people, well, they can't message you on Instagram to tell you you should do this. (laughs) Yeah, guys. Danny at dannyj.com. Yep. Just throw email, email out. Danny at DannyJ.com. <laughs> DannyJ dot, not written out dot. Yeah. Actual dot com. Tell her she should do it. Oh my Blow God. up her email. That would be fun. I start getting emails. We'll see who's really listening. <laughs> really cares. <laughs> yep. Start getting emails instead of DMs. That's the only other thing I miss is certain people I only DM. And now I'm like, I have no friends anymore because I don't DM them anymore. So, you know, I feel like that too. And I feel like this is sort of like circling back to the beginning of the conversation, which is, I just feel like, honestly, I don't talk to anybody either. You know, like, I feel like everyone's just sort of like doing their own thing in their own house and it's okay. I'm like, I think like a couple of years ago, if I wasn't really texting with my friends, like every single day, constantly, I would just, I'd be like, am I a loser? But now I'm like, thank God no one texted me. (laughs) 
<laughs> so like, I do, I do miss daily combos with you. I will say that because yeah. that is because conversation with you are not draining. They're fun and funny. And I do miss that for sure. You know, I think there's also a level of sort of self-awareness you have to have in order to be able to dive into interesting conversations. You know, mm-hmm. I don't love having conversations about like facts, you know, and stuff like that. And I feel like that's more how Keith's brain works is he likes to listen to like Joe Rogan and he likes to like regurgitate facts about stuff and stories about other people and stuff. And I'm, I'm more like, but what about your story? What about you? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm definitely much more, we've had this conversation, so I could say it here, but you know, I'm, and he's fine with it. He's not, he doesn't see it as a bad thing. He's just like, I don't, I'm not into like thinking about myself, you know, yeah. not into like whatever. And that's, I think, and I've said this to him too. I think sometimes that's hard for me. Cause I, I want to do that kind of stuff, you know? And I think that's something I definitely miss not with everyone, but I definitely miss that with you. I miss that with Danny Coleman for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of stuff, just like talking through how you feel about shit and what does that look like? And so now I just, you know, write in my diary. <laughs> Exactly. Dear diary. How do I feel I today? I had a day. <laughs> okay. I'm tired. Bye. I mean, I, you know, I see Shantae a couple times a month and stuff like that, but yeah, it is, it's a, it is definitely catch 22. Cause sometimes I'm just like, please, no one talk to me or message me. And then other times I'm like, why is no one messaging me? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I want to know from the followers, from the listeners, are you guys feeling like this or are we just... <laughs> Have we just we lost just our losers, edge? man? Yeah. <laughs> Have we just hit? Are we just mid- forty? Have we just hit the midlife crisis everyone warned us about, and this is what it is? <laughs> like, is this what it is? Yeah. You just instead of buying a car, you deactivate your account. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. You're like, I, I'm not going to buy a hundred thousand dollar sports car. I'm going to just deactivate Instagram. I can't Fuck even you. believe I did it too. And so, of course, the the last part of this is I can't go back and just like announce it. I'm not going to say anything. I'll just go back and just be like, hey, nobody noticed, and like I pretend <laughs> it never happened. Because I always like hate those people who are like, I'm leaving social media and like make a big announcement, and then they're like, I've been gone for six days. And this is what I learned. So I'm like, of course, I'm not going to post that shit. But I'm also like, now I hate myself that I did this. So, <laughs> I don't know. So now maybe I'm going to have to start a new one and be like, this whole thing was a plan. I plan to just start over. And now I have this whole experiment <laughs> I'm doing, even though you guys who are listening know the real fucking truth. Shh, or you could just literally get back online and, and just don't post. I mean, you could just literally get back on and not post and just be a consumer, just be a creeper. Like most people <laughs> just look at all everything. And then at least uh, I could send you memes again. Uh, now I have to like screenshot memes and like, then text them to you. <laughs> Maybe I'll just create a creeper account last night. Okay. Last thing oh, before Finsta? we go last night. Yeah. I don't have one, but some lizard account uh, followed Beasley and said, Oh, I found you on TikTok." So I was talking to a lizard. I don't know <laughs> As a dog if account. it was a girl, a boy, I think it was a, a child or a student because they said, Oh, okay. They were telling me all about lizards and how long they live. And the, the lizard's name was Oscar, the beardy, the girl beardy or something. If you want to follow Oscar, the lizard, which is a girl, um, Oscar, the girl beardy. Uh, so I, I learned that these lizards can live up to 20 years. 15 to 17 years she gets she's 17 inches long and she showed me little pictures of her little lizard self or he i don't know if it's the owner is a girl or a boy and then they're like okay it was good talking to you i gotta go to school tomorrow <laughs> like who am i talking to because i'm talking as a dog to a lizard oh my god oh my god <laughs> 
for a good 15 minutes, this conversation went on back and forth about dogs and lizards. So I was like sometimes being Beasley, but sometimes being with the owner. And this person was sometimes being the lizard and sometimes being the owner. And I have no idea who the owner was. It was a very bizarre conversation. It sounds like a underage sketchy. If they had to go to school, you were yeah. literally talking like a seventh grader. Maybe they were in college. They Back said to the, the AOL days. They said that if I wanted to get a lizard, I should do my research because they're very expensive. So maybe it was a college person. I don't know, but or their parents bought them the lizard. Or a very savvy seventh, seventh grader. <laughs> the world is weird, man. <laughs> a lizard can be talking to a dog in the DM as a dog, as a lizard. So weird. Don't ever repeat that story. <laughs> I never know in Beasley's account if I'm her or if I'm me too. No, you definitely have to be the dog for sure. I do that on Instagram. On but in the account. DMs though, in the DMs. Oh. oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So I was half, I was kind of talking as Beasley, kind of talking as me. It got weird. And then the lizard had to go to school in the morning. <laughs> anyway, needless to say, I'm not getting a lizard. Apparently they're expensive and they're really hard to maintain. You have to cage at 111 degrees. <laughs> Well, you learn something new every day. Now you guys learned about a lizard. Let's see how this works. Look at this podcast being it. Oh, we started off with nothing to say. And then who knew? We turned and it around to and say we... too much. <laughs> oh, man. So All right, funny. y'all. Well, well give love... us our feedback. Want to know what the <laughs> yeah. vibe is. And yeah, here's the thing is like, what's really odd about feeling like that is like, I do get moments of inspiration, right? Like mm-hmm. I do like corral the troops. I think it's more in those like down times in the business is when I just literally like, I'm like, I have no ideas, but then when it's time to launch something or I'm like in a launcher, I'm like, there's a focus. I think that's when I'm like, okay. I'm like energized. Yeah. I, I have energy. Like I'm, I'm good to go and I'm focused. Um, and then I just crash after, you know, and then it's just like, I have nothing to say now for the next several weeks. Well, I think that's where discipline comes from. You have discipline, like just being an athlete and being just a disciplined person, you know, it's like, you can rise to the occasion cause you have to, and you can, you can muster it up, but then it's just like, Whoa. okay. That just yeah. And I think, shit out of you me. know, it's like, um, it's like the war of art, right? Like yeah. Stephen Pressfield's book is like, he's just like, yeah, professionals don't wait to be inspired and motivated. Mm-hmm. They just do it. And so I've sort of been in a little bit of a holding pattern recently, especially with my fitness. Like I've just, I go to the gym every single day. Like I just go, cause that's just what I do at nine in the morning, you know, but I don't, nothing feels like I'm not like super excited. I don't have like a big body goal. I'm not like, you know, working towards something. I'm just checking the box, you know, and I've done, I've gone through periods like this enough. And we did a couple of, we did episodes a couple of weeks ago on this idea of like taking a pause and, and in some parts of your life, it's okay to be a little complacent at times or a little automated. And that's sort of how I've felt. It's the beginning of the year. So all my business stuff is really ramping up, but it's a lot of client facing stuff, which is great, but a lot of that's sort of draining. So it doesn't leave a ton of mental energy for me to be like super, like creative and super inspired. Um, But I know when it's time to launch my next product in a couple of months that I'll just, you know, I'll be dialed in at that point. So you just gotta, I don't know, I feel like it is a tenacity game on some level. And Mm -hmm. there's times where you're in a holding pattern and times where you're fucking, you know, pumped. And I feel like collectively, we're all a little bit in a holding pattern, even with plans and stuff, like we were saying before. So it does feel a little anticlimactic lately. Yeah. Check back in in March, y'all. Let's see what we... (laughs) See what we're saying then. See if Danny's back on social media. (laughs) 
She'll be back on by then. All right, y'all. Well, you can find me on the Best Life Podcast, Instagram, and here if you subscribe, which we would love so you don't miss a riveting episode like this conversation. Do people send us memes on that account? They do sometimes. Oh, okay. We yeah. we will we love for you guys to send us memes that you think we might like. I definitely repost 99% of the memes. If I don't, what? it's because I've already posted it or <laughs> it's not dirty enough. Right. It's too so, wholesome. <laughs> the wholesome memes don't get the go. They gotta be gotta be good. Yep. All right, y'all. We love you. Appreciate you. Definitely would love to hear how your vibe is this year. And if this resonates or if you're like, y'all need to just take some. Adderall and get your ass out of your, <laughs> your heads out of your ass. Let me know. Yep, I, I'll take love a to hear it. All right, y'all. We'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye, guys. Talk to you bye. soon.